It is absurd to think that just, just as a human, you are only going to do one thing ever. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, look at life. Like, look at, look at all of this, you know? Like, how are we only supposed to do just one thing? So I think it's actually part of the creative journey to have other things, you know? Like, I don't know, I've, I heard somebody say recently, you know, someone was like, I'm experiencing garbage block, like, what should I do? I'm like trying to get into the door every day, like, what should I do? And the person was like, stop, stop making music. <laughs> 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 And that's the correct like, advice. Like, yeah. take a take a break, take a hike. Yeah. Literally, take a hike, please. Yes, <laughs> do yourself a favor. <laughs> what what an incredible what an incredible human. Welcome everybody to the to the faking notes podcast notes podcast. What's good? What's good? We're bringing in guests. We, we hope you're we hope you're safe, and we're trying to get you more pods. So you can, you know, survive and ride out wave two, AKA still wave one. <laughs> Just the, it's the sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel. I love that meme where it's like, yeah, we flatten the curve vertically. <laughs> but Quarantine life. Speaking of ascending vertically uh, mm -hmm. through life, mm -hmm. our next guest, she's absolutely incredible. Recently started streaming and already finding a lot of success on that gives back to the community is is putting out tracks and really just i mean you'll you're gonna hear it it's very insightful very fearless very powerful and very curious and uh going over mm -hmm. just being very much in tune with herself Dear Evergreen is the type of person that you really don't need to meet many times to really get a real deep sense of who she is and her character. Uh, she's a friend of, mutual friend of the pod, uh, Bad Snacks. And I've met her at many different gatherings, uh, hanging out with Jesse. But more than that, Dear Evergreen, after this conversation, I'm realizing like she is the type of person we all need to follow, the type of person we all need to follow the example of, because she's the person that sees something she wants to do, and she doesn't think twice, she just executes. And I think many, many of us, especially in a time when we're demotivated during quarantine, during civil unrest, during President Cheeto's weirdest <laughs> policy, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things to be depressed about, but she has found her her calling and is continuing to not let the world demotivate her, but she's letting herself be her own motivation and her discipline shines through. And that's what I really admire most about her. Yeah. And if if the old adage is you are the just the combination of like the five people you surround yourself, the five nearest people, mm -hmm. this is who I want to be around. She's driven, 100%. fascinating insightful, fearless, um, sensitive, sensitive, like very in tune, mm -hmm. but yet not afraid. Like this is, this is confidence. She's un she's an unstoppable force. I mean, there's so much to learn from her. Uh, mm -hmm. she embodies all the characters you'd want and should strive for as mm -hmm. a successful artist. I can't wait mm -hmm. to see where she goes and, mm -hmm. and we're, we're all excited to 
be a, a stop on, on that journey uh, towards towards something great. So sit back, take a listen, and enjoy our next guest, Dear Evergreen. This is a great one, folks. There's something about the nighttime. It feels darker than it did before. I'm not used to feeling lonely. I'm used to making out in your car. Bodies talking in the dim light. Sharing secrets on the boulevard. You and I were like a movie. And now I'm wishing I could press restart. We were just talking about how much we love. We were just talking about how much we love your lightning setup. Oh, <laughs> thank really you. Thank Does you it change? So oh, absolutely. I got like a little, a little remote. You know. Oh. Yes. Yes. So if you guys, uh, oh, dude, I know it's the oh. best. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, dude, this I'm is my favorite down. one, though. I'm bow down. I'm down. I just have those That's like dope. lights on the back of the monitor, so it can help my oh, eyes yeah. because I'll justify any purchase. <laughs> that's oh. for the business Absolutely. yeah i'm like oh this will improve productivity or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> whatever that means i <laughs> mean days. honestly i feel like my workflow has gotten better since having colored lights i don't know like kind of sets the tone oh i mean precisely okay. You know, you're getting in the mind, <laughs> in the mind of the club. Yeah, absolutely. Be based club. on your mood. Like if you're feeling, what's your creative color? It depends. When I'm making house music, I switch it to red. And then when I'm ma- doing like Dear Evergreen stuff, it's usually like kind of, I like the light blue or a purple. Okay. I was about to ask purple. Yeah, because I love the purple. It's one of my, <laughs> it might be my favorite, one of my favorite colors. Yeah, it's a great color. It's royal. What is your favorite color? Dear Evergreen. Ooh, um, <laughs> I've said blue ever since I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I might be in denial about like pink. I love yeah. pink. It's reclaiming pink. That's what you. Can- yeah, I think that's what I need. I think that's what I need to do. So, <laughs> but also I have like different colors for different things. You know, like for what like like clothing. I love like a maroon. Or like you know some darker earthier tones, um, but like as an aesthetic, I love pink, brighter colors. Kind of like the album art for Super Bloom. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That was what stood out to me. It was like so pink. And what? What? Why is there a snake there? Is there like a story behind that? Yeah. There's a whole. It's a whole thing. So um, I. Oh, snap. Yeah. I have been having reoccurring snake dreams for over a year now. It's probably been like a year and a half. Um, and basically there was the first one that started it all was I had a dream about an albino cobra, um, that was like coming to attack me. And like one of like my best friends was like standing in the way of this thing or whatever. But, um, I wound up going to Joshua tree not long after that. And like that image of an albino cobra just like wouldn't leave my mind. Cause it's so aggressive. Like I'd never seen an albino cobra in my life yet. Here it was appearing in a dream. Um, and I don't know, I was, I went during the super bloom, um, to Joshua tree and I was just like really inspired by all the flowers and you know, how so much beauty can come from such a desolate and, you know, just 
kind of a deadly place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's kind of where the flowers came from. And then the snake with the flowers, like, I don't know, just like the snake eventually, I I now am at the point where if I see a snake in a dream, I know I'm dreaming. (laughs) Well, oh, so that's your, it's your inception totem. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The albino snake. They explore me. Mm-hmm. And you, for me, it's when I see Leonardo DiCaprio that I know. Oh. <laughs> like, Hold up, what's going on here? Also, like with that, like you, so you took this, like, uh, I mean, it's like the albino snake. It's an like an elegant, beautiful, yes, yeah, like super dangerous thing. And then you also, uh, like, I don't know about, I want to call it reclaimed it, but repurposed it. You put it. It's that really strong pink environment surrounded it with plant life and it looks like it's kind of like and it's like the plants are growing around the snake as opposed to the snake going through the plants i don't know it's really interesting thank you so much for like acknowledging it because definitely i mean yeah after i took that that trip out there i don't know just i could that i couldn't get that image out of my head and Mm -hmm. then i reached out to this she's phenomenal her instagram handles plant daddy she's based out of seattle um and i knew i knew she was the one (laughs) that's so cute i love it (laughs) (laughs) but no i just like she's she's amazing i honestly try to plug her wherever i can because like she was so easy to work with and brought my exact vision to life and that's all i could ever ask for with you know a visual you know visual collaboration has she done all these, the other artworks? I mean, I see like the plant theme, a column. A um, yeah. Life. So, so for, I mean, everything to do with the super bloom EP. So restart and all that. She, she did all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any, any past, any past work she hasn't done for me. And okay. Just to confirm, so, are we rolling, Drew? We're rolling. Yeah. We're, we've been rolling. Good. Boy. Good. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to cut time. this. I'm going to fix that. Oh. So. Oh, are we supposed to? Yeah, we're good. Like nowadays, we get clean enough capture. I I can always figure it out. Okay. It, th- there, there's this running joke between Trevor and me is like I always like I always engage the 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 guest, and we're not rolling. And so, <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you asked the question about like the badge, like would you wear that proudly? I was like, I was like, are we just having like a chill conversation or? Is- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like for the well <laughs> for the pod. pretty much often it's just rolling it's the cold open so that that's the vibe like i think cool. at least from okay one qu- quick little tidbit that i just learned today mm-hmm. uh i was listening to freakonomics radio or it was uh it was one of steven dubner's podcasts uh but no stupid stupid questions it was one of those and he said that during the pandemic I want you to guess, Michaela, how many podcasts have been started during this pandemic? How many do you think? I I have no gauge. Um, Just a wild guess. Okay, at at least 30,000? 100,000 podcasts have started. And before the pandemic, there were 900,000 podcasts. (gasps) Whoa. Yeah. What? That's insane (laughs) so this medium is becoming way more mainstream now yeah and i find that uh, even though it's becoming more mainstream there are many people who haven't done it before and so especially in our music space it's it's still something that in our music industry it isn't uh, a big it's a burgeoning field still so i find that people tend to be nervous and so i like to just 
ease people into it and help them feel totally. comfortable and heard. <laughs> so yeah, that's absolutely. my methodology. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, if 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 the if we we're gonna say this in the intro, but uh, Dear Evergreen is a mutual friend of Bad Snacks and Internet Boyfriend, Ooh. and she's an incredible <laughs> producer. And uh, we're just so happy to have you have you here. And we wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. And my question, my first question Ooh. is <laughs> something I've been receiving a lot of feedback from or a lot of questions from my younger audience okay. is how do you stay motivated during this quarantine? Like, what have you been doing in your daily life to be to be peppy because you produce a lot of content. You're really crushing it right now. Thank you. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. Um, yeah, I mean, at the top of quarantine, I I just didn't know what to do with myself. Basically, I was like, why, why am I making music if I can't play it live? You know, it was kind of like, why, why am I really doing this? And I was kind of like, you know, maybe music isn't even for me maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And I, I went on like a bender of just drawing. I was just like drawing a lot for a couple weeks. <laughs> like I would just like go for a walk and like pick a flower and like draw it. Like it was this whole, this whole thing. Um, and through that, eventually I was like, you know, I'm getting a hankering to make some music. <laughs> um, and yeah, exactly. Um, so in some ways it's helped me rediscover my love of just making music as an individual, you know, not really for anyone else, which, you know, I think is really special. And I think we need to remember to hold on to that. Um, something else is just remembering to have fun. Cause right now it's like, there's not really any, there's not really any stakes right now, at least for me, you can kind of experiment right now. It's not like there's anything else really going on. So <laughs> you might as well just, shoot your shot, you know? So, um, I started making a bunch of house music and started a house alias called ferns, um, which has been Birds. just <laughs> yeah. keep the plant, keep the plants alive. Always. Yeah. White, Always. Cyclical, White snake like was that. taken. So you had to go with the plants. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been really cool. Cause whenever, I don't know, the whole deer evergreen project, a lot of it is very, you know, honest and emotional and it can be taxing at times. Um, but Ferns is just, I don't like, I don't care, but I do care. And, but I'm having fun, you know, like it's just whatever. So that's mm -hmm. been another way. But then the final way has been streaming. Um, I really discovered Twitch during the quarantine. I had a couple friends who started doing it and it piqued my interest and they would like, they were like, you'd be great. You have the personality for it. And I was terrified. And uh, <laughs> but after my first stream, I got so hooked because it allowed an opportunity to really connect with my community and actually um, socialize with them and get their input and have this really direct connection. And that to me has been just the biggest saving grace throughout this entire entire process so mm. listeners you need to go on and check out the stream so i uh got to tune in last night i had to <laughs> thanks for i was being there. i i texted uh drew i'm like watch out for the emails i like went on and logged in <sighs> to twitch on all of our devices so we got like five activation things change your <laughs> change your username i was like oh god what is that account what is that account <laughs> oh i gotta get in there but it was it was truly 
fascinating. And I'm actually stunned that you just started that. We haven't been in this pandemic that long, only a couple years. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it feels like is it. what it feels like. Truly. But even still, like that was like a super well-oiled machine. I'm like amazed, like at how quickly you, you've, you've like tackled such a thing. I like so hats off to you. And of course, the biggest part uh, was that I could just tell there was that community there. You're you're not streaming. We've we've talked. There's an article going around a while back, similar with podcasting, how so many people are jumping into streaming. And one of the big things is people podcasting to no one, people streaming to no one and how like lonely it can be and actually like heartbreaking. But uh, I think at least this pandemic and what you've done, it was, there's real, you could, I could just tell I was walking into an established community who all knew each other and were having a good time and there for each other. So uh, hats off to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean- I I have to hand it to the people for being there, you know, like at the end of the day, like, I don't I honestly I wish I knew how it happened. Like, <laughs> I wish I could be like, here's the formula. But just like over time, just more and more incredible people started showing up and being active. And like now here we are. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's one of the biggest challenges? Because I've actually I'm actually looking and getting my hand into streaming as well, putting my hat in the ring. What was one of, what's one of the most difficult things that you found about uh, the practice? The consistency. Yeah. Staying on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. I have a pretty firm like discipline with it. I, I took two weeks off um, after the death of George Floyd just to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. take any attention off of myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, And that was the, that was the only two weeks that I didn't stream four days a week, um, over the past four months or whatever it's been. Um, and so that's been the biggest thing is really, you just have to do it. You have to get on at least for an hour and just do something, play a game, open Ableton and make something horrible. (laughs) Talk to people, like just do, just do something. And if you still like, I basically tell myself, like if, if I'm still not feeling it after an hour, then I get to get off. But nine times out of 10, I'm there for at least two hours, if not like up to four. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. That seems very doable because I'm sure there are a lot of people we have, our audience is is still kind of an enigma to us. I think there are people (laughs) that like music, (laughs) but I think there are people who are interested in in doing this sort of thing too. So, you know, when we juxtapose our art with video gamers that are on for 12 hours, we're just like, I don't know what what am I going to do for 12 hours? Right. No, it's a, it's a whole nother ball game, you know, and, and you have to, like, I think the beautiful thing about Twitch is that it is such an authentic and unique experience. Everyone's channel is different. Every person is different. So you really get to run it however you like and whatever works for you. And if people enjoy you and your content, they're going to show up. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times when we look at a lot of these gamers and whatnot, we see, oh my gosh, they're streaming like six days a week, two times a day. Like, mm-hmm. they're like you know, like there's no way I can do that you just have to do as much as you can do and make it reasonable. You know, I think it's, it's like anything else. It's like exercising, you know, like <laughs> give yourself like just something doable, like put your shoes on, like get out the door, you know, like, <laughs> <I don't> know. 
With the shoes on. I was yeah. planning to run barefoot, so thank you for the tip. Like stream, that. stream barefoot. The hell's. Yeah, no, that's barefoot. Yeah, right. I do most of the time. Like... <laughs> One of the nice things too is of just like a schedule, like they're each kind of specified for something else. And so like Wednesdays, we got whip Wednesdays. And mm-hmm. it was just incredible seeing all of the feedback. Of course, lots of people like I said, fostering that community are submitting tracks and you having a guest guest on uh, to also provide feedback, but it was like super helpful. And like it's community fostering, which is one of the big benefits I think we have in this digital age is who, who knows where in the world all of these people are. They could be all over the place. And uh, those are. people are <laughs> interacting who would have never have met in a million years going global. And to be able in particular just to learn like that's what I thought was really nice community helping each other out you passing on your knowledge and also just sharing dope tracks so <laughs> where do you see like now that you're in this uh, a, a couple years of the pandemic um <laughs> do you, where where is there a particular direction you, now that you have consistency that you'd like to take the stream yeah i mean i kind of want to just keep doing what we're doing for now. Um, you know, down the road, I mean, depending on if the growth continues to be consistent, I would love to actually kind of turn this into something that I, I do, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people make a living off of streaming. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I never really saw for myself before, but because I just love it so much and they're like, it's just such an incredible community. Like, and I get to like make my music and connect. I don't know. It's just like, it's the full package for me. Like that's where I would love to see this go and to really, you know, build this community and to eventually, you know, host workshops and, you know, have people come out to LA or wherever I'm based and like, you know, do these community workshops, do like community retreats, like, you know, get to do, I don't know, just, I, I could really see this, going in a lot of different directions. Um, But for right now, I'm just very focused on the days that I'm scheduled still live, (laughs) you know, Um, and, you know, get into the discord every day and and chat with people and see how everyone's, everyone's doing, you know. You know what I really enjoy about a lot of your answers and a lot of the way you talk about what you do is you are community driven. Like you, you, you definitely put your community first. And I think that's a big reason why you're successful because I think that it's not about you. And I think a lot of people go into stuff like this and think it's about them. Right. And so you're leading with giving value. And that's just, that's just the way you build robust community. That's, yeah, that's absolutely, I mean, I don't know if you guys know who, like, the minimalists are. Um, oh, Matt Devella and, like, yeah. Thomas Frank. 
or no, no, not. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's the group I'm or just minimalist in general. Oh, it's, so it's <laughs> no, Philosophically. It's, two, it's two guys. They like they did a um a, <laughs> a documentary and then they also have a podcast. Um, but I don't know. I've always been a, a fan of their work. But one of their big things is just like you know living life with value, less, you know, less things, but only things that add value. And that just has really deeply resonated with me. And that's kind of, yeah, my whole, my whole thing with this is it's, you know, I wouldn't be in this position without these people, you know, like, and, and while they learn from me, I learned so much from them. Like it's such a symbiotic relationship that I have with them. So it's really, it's really special. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I get all like giddy. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it. apparent. Can I ask another question, Trevor? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I keep. No, 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 no. You go. I it's always hard. I inter- guess, we have some delay. <laughs> and last episode, I kept cutting off Drew. <laughs> so it's. We take turns. So I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm holding back. It's all you, baby. <laughs> let me, let me, let me add her. Okay. So I'm, I'm really interested um, because I get to talk to a lot of people who are, you know, in different phases of their career. And I feel like in a lot of ways I'm starting over because I'm starting to make my own music and I'm, I'm experimenting with things that I have no experience with, which is like production, which is like lyric writing, which is like conceiving of making my own beats and things like that. And I'm, I'm curious because I want to start doing shows one day when these <laughs> when the yeah, world kind right. of opens up do you do you have a particular can you tell us the story of like your first show and what that was like for you yeah um was that a long time ago well so with the evergreen project um it was when i was it was my 19th birthday it was just a house party oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a show, but to me, it was a show at that time. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a really, really big deal. I was so nervous. I was so scared. Um, but it was so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's like the biggest thing that stands out in my mind. And it's so funny to look back at it too. Cause it was, you know, really like how I got started with everything. It was very quick. It was I do things like that. As soon as I, as soon as I find something that I love and I just latch on and I run with it and Mm. that's, you know, it's apparent with the Twitch thing, but then, you know, with DJing and electronic music, I uh, went out and just got like this $200 deck, couldn't keep my hands off of it. And then yeah, like my 19th birthday, was like this big thing was going to (laughs) play for all my friends. And like, yeah, it was it was so funny. It's so funny looking back and thinking, wow, like I was so nervous to like come downstairs <laughs> and like. <laughs> what was that? Were your palms sweaty? Like you're walking down the Absolutely. stairs? Absolutely. Like I remember, like and I, I like had like adrenaline going. Like <laughs> it was probably like you know like some stupid house party, you know, like. Um, but now, I mean, yeah, it's definitely. I still, I still get like that, which I, I think is a good thing. If I don't get like that. I feel like there's something wrong and I don't usually do as well. <laughs> Can you speak to that? Cause that's actually something I'm sorry, Trevor, once again, keep I'm no, no, just, no, 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 no. This is something that we deal with in classical music. At least it's, mm. it's like 
when you haven't performed in a while, the adrenaline can be overwhelming. Like how, what are some ways that you kind of tame that? Because it seems like you have, cause you crave it. Yeah. I, I love it. Like the, uh, that's the thing. That's even how I started DJing was I, mm. I love performing anything to get me on a stage. I'm like, sign me up. I'm so <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I just, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's so funny. I, I do. I just really crave that rush. And that's, you know, for me before any show, I always go into the bathroom and I look at myself in the mirror and I just like, I just like go off. I'm like, you're the shit. Like, you're the best. Can I swear on here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every episode except we good. two we good. have been explicit. We have two <laughs> we have two clean. That's like five percent. We are like five percent clean on this show. So. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I basically just like go and I just like amp myself up. And that's like a great way for me to kind of redistribute that adrenaline. In this way of instead of being like, oh no, oh no, like every like I'm able to be like, no, you're the best, like let's go, <laughs> yeah. And then so, meanwhile, someone's like in one of the stalls, just being like, what, <laughs> what is, what is how they're like hiding their legs, they're like, oh god, don't let this person know it. So I'm in here. <laughs> there is true, but so you're do, you're doing the power stance. You're walking in there, oh, yeah. standing strong before the interview. I'm even 100%. Uh, like reading like one of these books or whatever to you know get over myself. And yeah. like the very first thing is called a book is called the tools and like chapter one, the first tool is essentially what you're doing. It's the idea of like, we, we don't escape the comfort zone because of pain and avoidance and the discomfort. And the whole point was like, it, it calls it the reversal of desire, which is like, go in, face the pain, you know, say I'm like, I'm coming for you pain. You can't stop me. Like things like that. Like just going in there and coming in strong and just like being your own hype person. So uh, yeah, it's it. I mean, like that's the strategy, and obviously it works. You're going out there and performing. Yeah, I mean, you you have to like. I mean, I I feel like this is just going to continue to be the punchline. You know, much like with streaming, it's like you just have to pull the trigger. Like you just like there is no other option. I mean, there is another option, but at least for me, I will regret that. Like that's mm. that's usually how I make a lot of my decisions. Is it's like, am I going to regret this if I don't do it? Mm. <laughs> you know like so mm. yeah i don't know super super important to just dive in head first and figure it out as you go <laughs> how is that, it that yeah how that is it coming me. in because we've had uh, now a number of people who have like stage names who have a stage alias which is something very foreign on the surface at least very foreign to like the classical music side of things. Mm. Um, like, does that, does that help? Does it feel like you're able to kind of like embody somewhat of a character or is it very much you when you walk out on stage? It's 100. Well, so it's interesting to me, like, cause initially I was going by evergreen. Now I go by dear evergreen, mainly just to kind of help differentiate myself from everything else that's evergreen out there. <laughs> <laughs> Smart <Branding>. SEO. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you know, to me, it's, it's interesting because as I've kind of grown with this project, Evergreen has grown to represent this kind of a, like an older, wiser, um, ideal version of myself. In a lot of ways, she feels kind of like an older sister. Um, she like, doesn't care what anyone else thinks she's going to like <laughs> do her thing. Like, she, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, so getting to kind of, yeah, step into that, it gives, it gives me an opportunity to really exist in that space and embody that. And, 
yeah, I don't know. So I guess in some ways it's a character, but in other ways, like, no, it's absolutely an authentic part of myself that I'm working harder and harder to embrace. Like I, I strive to be evergreen, more like evergreen one more each day, you know? I just wanted to chime in for some reason. I don't know why. Do do you ever feel like you like learn a new word and you start noticing it more everywhere? Yes. Like someone will say cumulonimbus and then the next month people are just talking about cumulonimbus. <laughs> so for me, that word is evergreen, like at my job, Ooh. at like this company, they keep mentioning evergreen because we're trying to create evergreen content. And like everywhere I go, I keep hearing evergreen. And now here we are. We have evergreen on the show. But it's a really, it's really great good. name because, of course, you know, try to create something that is always fresh. Like, yeah perfect it, it it's much better than like deer stale or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deer outdated or so you know <laughs> hey band good band name though i don't think it's good for one person but you know trevor and the outdated you know <laughs> Ooh, there you go. <laughs> okay okay nobody steal that name yeah. <laughs> we need to lock that down on tiktok trevor remind me oh my gosh the sea of Trevor's, but by the way, have you done anything with TikTok? No, okay. I'm spooked. Me too. Why? Just, I mean, well, so I, um, at my work, one of the, one of the instructors who, you know, she, she teaches music business. She was going on about how, you know, she doesn't want her clients using TikTok. Like she knows that it's, they're just data farming. Um, but like, I guess what, like, honestly, I haven't done a ton of research into it, but it just spooks me and I've, I, yeah. I'm not super interested. <laughs> I've done a little research into it too, because and I know one of the biggest reasons I wanted to bring you on here, cause I know you're a denizen of Twitter. And so people <laughs> that, that spend time on Twitter, they, they, they definitely are in the know on a lot of, uh, on like more current current event developments and one of the things that was circling around twitter was that article uh yeah what you're saying is like their allegations uh the u.s government does not allow employees to download it military you can't download it uh tsa you can't download it uh and although it's i i've seen many creators that i look up to and that are contemporaries of mine that will post for 90 days and they will get hundreds of thousands of followers and just right. blow up on the platform. But right. I share the same skepticism. And I'm yeah. Wondering. And that's, that's the thing is I've definitely seen it, you know, work for people. And I mm -hmm. do think it's a great way, you know, especially as musicians having TikTokers use your tunes and to dance to them and then lots of people see it and then lots of people listen to your music, you know, like that all makes sense to me. But it is kind of like at what at what cost? And, you know, to me, like I'm not in really like a rush to like get anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so like if there's a risk that um, my safety or the safety of others is going to be at risk, then I would much rather just not not partake brilliant brilliantly said brilliantly said um are, are do you do a little bit of research because once again it's like it's rare to have people on here that are in the social media space and are kind of like poking their head around 
I, fe- I feel about TikTok how I felt about Instagram in 2013. And mm-hmm. so I, I think there's value to be in being an early adopter to new platforms. Have there been any other platforms that you've seen that are interesting right now? Um, honestly, not not that I have really taken taken interest to. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm primarily just an Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch gal. That's like <laughs> kind of my the, the three my food ecosystem. groups. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mixer. I have heard about. We, we, that's the one that's getting taken down, right? The, yes, it's folding. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah, which is which is wild because on Twitch they announced that you know you can't be doing DJ sets. Um, that you'll Wait. get. What? Yeah, what? Yes. So that's that's something that's new. I haven't heard of anyone getting their accounts taken down, um, but I think that they will like <clears throat> remove your VOD afterwards, um, or you know they'll like silence them, which what they were doing before. But my my fear with that is it's like okay, well then since there's no venues right now, then it's like how are we supposed to play shows, you know? And I know there's been like, you know, Minecraft festivals and whatnot, but even through that, you have to listen to the music via another stream. Like I was just reading about that today. I don't know if you guys heard about that electric blockaloo or something. No, (laughs) enlighten us. Oh my gosh. If you guys get a sec, you should absolutely take a look at this lineup. It is absurd i think there's like 850 artists on it or something it's like what? it's just like this giant brick that might not be how it's a lot still, and they're still just, yeah they're so tiny like you have to like zoom in on the picture to see everyone you have to command f you have to you have to yeah. command f that thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you basically so today was the first day that it was happening and I was reading this article that it's the fire festival of like virtual events. <laughs> but oh my god, it's the Benghazi of DJ sets. Yeah. Lock her up. Yeah, just lock her. Watergate up. of like the fire festival. Oh, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah, and so because that's the thing is. You know, you can download Minecraft and attend, but then you have to have like Mixcloud or like some other streaming thing Mm -hmm. up while you're playing and like a lot of people don't know much about minecraft so it's like this whole thing but you know so to me that doesn't that also doesn't seem like a very viable replacement you know for that so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i am definitely keeping my eye out to see if someone else is going to start rising to the top in terms of uh virtual venue spaces Okay, let's stay in contact about that because I'm yeah. look early. the The advantage of being an early adopter is unparalleled. It's unparalleled, um, especially when something hits scale. So, yeah. uh, I a little bit more about like the mixer thing. You, yeah. uh, what happened was they they took Shroud, they took Ninja, and somebody else and they gave them multi-million dollar contracts to stream exclusively on mixer which was a new which was a competitive to twitch Mm -hmm. right but it looks like they've folded they've run out of money and they've pretty much paid the rest of the contracts for those big streamers and now they're not exclusive and so they're thinking about going to youtube or or another platform but uh, yeah, that's a problem with DJ setting. Cause I know that's big for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm playing a virtual festival next Friday. Um, Whoa, shout out. 
Shout yes. out. What's it it's called? called? It's called Binary Skies. Okay. Um, it's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. All proceeds are going to the NAACP and then uh, Colors of Change, I want to say is what it's called. Shout out. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely no. bump that up for you. Yeah. What time? Appreciate Do you that. know what time you're doing it? I'm not super sure yet. I'll okay. definitely let you guys know, though. Okay, um, it's cool. happening Friday and Saturday next week. Okay. So, Beautiful. Um, but yeah, but basically, I know that they're going to be streaming that on YouTube, but I would assume they're also going to stream it on Twitch and everything, too. So a lot of these festivals, I'm not seeing them stopping. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I played another one a couple weeks ago and they did Twitch, too. And so I don't really know. <laughs> I want to make a note for all our listeners, uh, since, you know, we're responsible and we record in advance. That is this Friday and this <laughs> Sad. Like all the, all the T, te- I love all the re- going to live tapings of like TV shows. Like they're always like Colbert's like looking around. He's just like, happy Thursday, everybody. <laughs> or, or for sometimes what they'll do is they'll double up, like they'll record portions of, so say they want to end a season very early, mm-hmm. like three weeks early so they can have a longer break. They'll like record chunks of it throughout the year. And so someone has to run out and be like, okay, put on this outfit. Uh, this is the outfit you're wearing in May. And it's, you know, February. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, yeah. But so, sense. so this is our, this is our first experience of that. Uh, this Friday and Saturday. Yes. Check out the set. Yes. For sure. For sure. Really good one. So what are some like non-musical hobbies that you've picked up or do you have time for that? Do you have space for that at all? Um, hmm. Other than drawing flowers. Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is dope. I can't draw. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't say that like they're great. Like, like don't, you know, it's just whatever. You're doing um, it. I'm doing it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, every Sunday is like my hiking day. So I'm Mm. always out in the mountains every Sunday. Um, other than that, I have just picked up, I don't know. I don't know if this counts as like a hobby, but I'm like very into video games right now. Yeah. Yes. Big hobby. (laughs) I don't know. Cause I picked up a switch at the top of quarantine. And (sighs) I mean, at this point, all I've all I've played is just a lot of Animal Crossing, and then I also got the Blair Witch Project, which has been fun to stream. Yeah, two very separate ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it's a little different. Okay. Yeah. Blair Witch Crossing, relax yeah, Blair- and die. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, but okay. also just watching people play games, like I love it. I get so into it. I took really? a big break. <laughs> yeah. I've been talking to Drew about this. I took a big break. Like the last like console I played was like the Xbox 360, <clears throat> if that mm-hmm. dates it. But I found my way <laughs> back into it 
by watching people play, not even just live streams, but specifically speed running. <laughs> like I'm addicted and I'm always laughing. I, I always tell, Drew always tells me that I'm trying to speed run life. Um, but it's just, wow. I don't know. There's something really meditative and enjoyable about watching other people play that. Like, it's hard to understand. Like, it, it, like trying to describe that to someone who doesn't play video games. Like, yes, when, when I'm like working or something on the, Often, if I need to focus on something, that background noise is just someone playing a game. I might have never played that game. I might not even be interested. It might be like, you know, the history of the 120 stars, Mario Sunshine. It's an hour long about history. Right. I don't even listen to like real history videos that much like I do to speed running. Actually, that's not true. I do like a lot of history. But uh, like it, it, imagine like what if if you're trying to explain this to to someone else out there, your family, like, hey, I watch videos of people watching movies. Like, do you watch the movies? Like, no, I watch them watch movies. You probably call the police. Like that's <laughs> but I don't know. There's something enjoyable. And I think particular to which going on in the streams is like there's just a real community they're talking yeah. about other streamers like so and so found this so and so does this they're communicating with their audience and i mean i see elements of that coming into your production streams in that it's filling that community it's fun and it's engaging and it's live and active that's the that's the hard one of the hard parts about classical music at least is that when you're performing, there's such a barrier between you and the audience that mm. if someone started talking to me in the middle of this sonata, I'd freak, you know, <laughs> they, people would lose that. Like you can't even <laughs> cough at the concert before they start like booing you and like, you know, finding where you live. Light them on fire. Yeah, just <laughs> bring them on stage, burn him, but make him play the bassoon, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's true. And yet here, like, you know, you want people to come up to you, DJ. You want people to interact with you online. Uh, I mean, to some definitely degree. not in person. To some degree. Yeah. But yeah, to some degree. <laughs> so like yeah, dude, if someone shows up right now, we're we'll we'll call the police for you. But um or actually <laughs> I don't want to call the police. Yeah. Sidebar. Never mind. Defund, defund the police. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna call the police. I wanna I wanna yeah. I wanna defund them. But um yes. anyways, what have you been watching? Yeah. yeah, what have you been watching though? Oh man. <clears throat> um so uh -oh. my favorite one that I've seen recently was The Last of Us. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can Dude, we talk the about Last it? of Us 2. <gasps> can we talk about it? We can we we can. Here's the thing. I didn't watch it like consecutively or like consistently. So like I don't there's a lot of plot holes for me. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, um, I do know what happens at the end, um, but I also didn't really know a ton of the backstory. Mm. Just the gameplay itself and like the world and how detailed everything is. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just is so superb to me. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's actually like a fighting game that I could see myself playing for the sole purpose that it's just incredible. It looks beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Has gaming like, like now, like this, this very appropriate hobby, and it kind of like blends in with streaming. It's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. It's connected. It, yeah. They complement each other. Has the recent interest in gaming like changed the music at all? And is it is it the escape from your music, or is it the complement? Yeah. Like, what's that relationship like? That's definitely what it is. It's something else. 
like that's kind of like I, I don't I don't want to call it because it's my, the first word that popped in my head was like a retreat, but it's not a retreat because I love the music. So it's like it's just a palate cleanser, I guess, if you will, <laughs> like the ginger to my sushi, you know, <laughs> I love great, that. Great, great description. Oh, now I want sushi. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> you triggered me. Dude, I know. Sushi warning. Sushi like, warning. I haven't had sushi in like six months. Oh, oh that's me? right. Yeah, same. That, that's a very good point. I We've talked about it. We talk about games a bunch here too, but I, I mentioned earlier that I had like left them and mm. I just played too many games. I was like, I got to get serious. I was no more productive in any of the years leaving media. I just, you just find, find something, something else. else. I found something yeah. else. And that was just scrolling and reading articles on the internet that I don't need, that I didn't need to know about. And yep. I should have just been playing video games. So I was a lot happier. <laughs> well, I think that's something, you know, as creatives, like it is absurd to think that just, just as a human, you are only going to do one thing ever. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, look at life. Like, look at look at all of this, you know? Like, how are we only supposed to do just one thing? So I think it's actually part of the creative journey to have other things, you know? Like, I don't know. I've I heard somebody say recently, you know, someone was like, I'm experiencing writer's block. Like, what should I do? I'm like trying to get into the door every day. Like, what should I do? And the person was like, Stop. Stop making music. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the correct like, advice. Like, yeah. take a take a break. Take a hike. Yeah. Literally. Take a hike. Please. Yes. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Can you tell that for all of the Juilliard people oh, that exist in this world, oh, man. please. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's so important. And I, you know, I, I get how glorified the workaholic mentality is and this, you know, oh, you have to grind your face into the cement in order to get anywhere. Like that's, that's just not true. And, you know, you also have to understand what kind of art are you creating under that sort of pressure? Like, you know, is that going to do anyone any favors? Is that going to actually enhance anyone's lives or their experience? Like, in yeah. order to put up with any of this, yeah. like you have to, essentially what it boils down to is not really passion, but love. This is a, we have a, you're in a relationship with your art and there's going to be ups and downs, but the, but what you don't want to be in is an abusive relationship. <laughs> like like yeah. all joking aside, like very, Absolutely. very seriously, like would you, you know, treat anyone else like this? Would you treat your art like this? And are you going to let your art treat you like that? Like, no, you need space. You need breaks from each other. There's going to be ebbs and flows, but if at the core of it, you don't love it, you should, you know, do something else or find a way to, to fall back in love. 100%. You got to date that. again. What? You got to, you got, you got to date, you got to go skinny dipping or you got to like, <laughs> Get totally. naked in public. Like, <laughs> go bold. Right. <laughs> yeah, go bold. yeah, spice it up. Public <laughs> nudity. That's, that's what, if there's one takeaway, folks, right now. Oh, but wear a mask. Quarantine so, brain. not fully nude. You need to wear a wear mask. Wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah true, but true, that's, true. that's all My the, the essentials. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I have one particular question. So, you're pretty unique in that. So, we've had people on with stage names, which 
for Drew and I, that was a unique thing until moving to LA. <laughs> you have yeah. two. That might be a first. Uh, like mm. two personas. Do you maybe see? Uh, do you maybe see Fern being like maybe further from you from uh, from Dear Evergreen and from yourself, or 100%. as an ex? Okay, good. Like I'm just I'm just curious. Like, what do you see that relationship now that you've got you've got multiple personalities floating out there? Yeah, and that's like you know, it's it's interesting because I I do I I mean I feel like with within myself there are just so many you know different like layers and I, I don't know that is how it is with anyone but I think it's it's important to Shrek. actually express those and you know and to feel into them and you know learn from them because you know, they provide different opportunities for growth. Um, and so this, this Burns persona is, um, you know, to me, a much more just like, doesn't give a fuck <laughs> at all. will say whatever she wants to say, like, it, you know, makes sometimes a very, um, just like intense, like, aggressive i don't know like internet boyfriend and i <laughs> we've started working on a tune it's all about eating ass and it's <laughs> so <laughs> we love we're, we're big fans of internet boyfriend on the pod so. we had him on the show we had yeah. him on amazing the show. amazing yeah, yeah. 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 so uh he's yeah. just a couple he's, weeks back check him out but he's he's stellar yeah i would love i would love to listen to that um but he yeah so that's the kind of thing is getting to just dive into this really extreme part of myself that is not my usual day to day existence, you know, mm -hmm. um, is it's, it's really, it's really fun. And, um, yeah, it's nice getting to like feel into that. Will will Fern make any, any memes? <laughs> because I, I imagine i imagine this persona just yeah. taking pictures of ferns and just ha adding aggressive super fuck text just like, like you don't if you don't get up off of me right now yeah. i'll cut you it's, it's cut like those demotivational demotivational posters where it's a beautiful but landscape it's a and it's just planet. like death is inevitable <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm just spitballing. Hey, no, I mean, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like that's definitely the tone mm, that I like it. I'm trying to achieve achieve cool. with this is this like humorous, but like kind of dark mm -hmm. and like very assertive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's a fern. You get it's yeah, a fern. Like, okay, like as you expect, all ferns. Like deep down, like they may look nice, but if you could speak plant, they would be talking mad shit. Oh, totally. There's something about <laughs> too with like the, <laughs> with like you you've have um the the escapism of having these other characters, and I think that's like something that is like very valuable, and that I think's missing somewhat from my life because you know we have this idea of who we are, uh, true or false as it may be. And there's just some, sometimes I worry like, oh, I can't say that because of professional or my parents or, or something like, my sister listens to the show. She, I told her not to, but she loves it. So shout out. So, so shout outs to the sisters. <laughs> oh. So someone in the family is, 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 is putting up with this, but it's very true in that like Drew and I on the outside, like it's, it was very professional. I was teaching, I was teaching college, mm -hmm. I was teaching little kids and this became our outlet to 
crack jokes, to be inappropriate, to just be something else, to be closer to our truer selves. And I can kind of see that in in your streams. And, and now you've taken on these personas where it's even more freedom. And if we look at all of these successful people, like they've who who've pushed through pain, who've broken through, who've gone and who are consistent, who've somehow risen above, one of the things you can kind of see is they have that sense of freedom that they gain from purpose. They found their purpose. That's their like their compass. They're going towards it. And like through these characters, you're able to get that. You can you can be whatever you want to be. So absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like at the end of the day, that's like what we have to remember. And it was something that I'd forgotten also pre-quarantine, like through this process, like I've been learning so much about myself. And that's another one of the big things is I get to decide who I am when I wake up in the morning. Like it's so simple, but literally like I can, do whatever I want. It's up to me whether I want to, you know, handle the consequences. And then that's kind of how you can start to make your some decisions. But also the consequences aren't always what you think they are either, you know? So take risks, like try something new. You you never know. Like it's, yeah, I know it's very cliche yeah. and everything, but so motivational, <laughs> it's been a huge though. breakthrough. <laughs> like, in, so in cliches, like there's there's always truth in cliches. Like there's there's a reason it exists. But even that, like you seem to really like face the fear. Like you've gone out, a situation happens, quarantine, this big tragedy, this big reset, and and, and like you took some time, and instead of sitting there, you're like, wait a minute, you stream four times a week. <laughs> you started a new thing, and it already feels. I had no idea you just started this. It, it's already professional, you know. Like you. one persona wasn't enough. You got two, you know. Like this is going on. Here. So, like, you've really seemed to face fears. Were you always always like that, or did you or did you grow into this? I mean, I feel like ever since I was little, I've always really like. I've always felt like I could kind of like do anything which like it may sound kind of manic and crazy but like no. really like I I remember I would sit at the foot of my bed as a kid and I'd like listen to the pussycat dolls yeah and I'd be like I am gonna go out there and I am gonna kill it I'm gonna be a rock star like I'm gonna do it like then no one can stop me and like I'm just I don't know any again whenever I have an idea that like i become obsessive over I'll just I just go out and I just have to do it like there's there's no other option like I I always think you know what's the alternative if I don't do this you know is it regret am I gonna you know whatever am I gonna just feel like I miss out you know Mm. um yeah so I don't know I feel like I've I've been like this pretty pretty much my whole life and I don't really remember I know I had like like when I was really little, I like had a counselor who mm. told me like she was she like taught me how to have a voice in my head that basically was like, you're good. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Like, you know, through whatever, whatever, whatever would happen. So. Babe, 
When I met you, I was feeling blue. Now I'm soaring through the skies, and we'll hold each other soon. Well, my life was a nightmare till I lay next to you. Now it's butterflies and unicorns. I'm so glad I found you, and I can't decide which part of you my mind finds is better. I'm stuck between your big brown eyes and that warm and cozy sweater. I think about you all the time. You make me melt like butter I can't sleep when I'm without you, darling I'm just into you That's important Wow That's important I, Can I say something? Like, <clears throat> Michaela, I hope we can continue to be friends And continue to get closer Because I love having people like that in my life In yeah. actuality, like The things that you're saying are a reflection of what I imagine to be my higher self as well, my highest self. But I often have that negative voice in my head, which uh, has, it always tells you lies, right? Right. So it's it's really great to hear that. I have a question and it's a little off the beaten path now, but (laughs) are there artists outside of music that influence what you do or influence what you say? Uh, Maybe artists like comedians or 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 visual artists or dancers? Are are there any other people that you kind of look up to? Oh, that's um, interesting. That inform you? Um, I don't know about, well, that's, that's such an interesting question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I don't, I don't know. I do like, you know, of course, like I listen to like a lot of podcasts and whatnot as well, Mm -hmm. but that like, to me, that's not always super, super artistic. Um, I know as far as, you know, visual artists go, I mean, I've always had just a pretty extreme fascination with Dolly. Um, Mm. and like, you know, from a, from a very young age, like as soon as I saw that painting with the clocks, I was like, it's game over people. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) No time wasted. Yeah, no, exactly. Yo, yo, uh, shoot me some mushrooms, please. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know specifically like, Cause his heart, his art is so like, it's very surreal um, and experimental and, you know, like, I don't know, it's so unique. Like you can see a Dolly painting and you're like, I, like, you know, mm-hmm. that it's, that it was him. And um, I don't know, something about that. I think that that's also a lot of what, you know, my drawings when I was younger, like I actually, I recently went back and cleaned out my childhood room really? um, and I found sketchbooks of these just wild drawings <laughs> that were like very, uh, like in- influenced by Dolly and wow. like just really like almost stream of consciousness sort of drawings. And I think that that's, you know, really integrated into, yeah, like my production especially like when I sit down at Ableton I never think like this is what I'm doing today unless it's Ferns (laughs) 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 but like (laughs) you know usually like if it's not house music then it's like I just completely open myself up to just try anything um wow and that's been really I don't know like it's like really wonderful really uh horrible some days (laughs) you know really special others but yeah i don't know 
I love how your music is kind of a kaleidoscope of different sounds and timbres. Uh, I I listen to it and I know that it's you. And so mm-hmm. I think that that reflexive nature of Dali looking at a painting and knowing it's him, I think that has influenced you. And that's why mm-hmm. I ask, because I think that we're all an amalgamation of the different artists that we've consumed throughout our life. And they do influence us. And so I try to encourage younger artists to not just consume what they do, like mm-hmm. not their instrument, not their genre, but like listen to and consume everything because you never know what you're going to take. And that thing that you take from something else is going to maybe be that, that cumin that just like throws the whole recipe into a whole nother direction that makes it you. So I I really like that. And, and that's so that's amazing. I never thought of thought of that before. Yeah. No, because yeah, we're, we're, we're in a culmination because we mentioned this even, I think maybe the last pod, but, you know, like a lot of our ideas and maybe to some degree, almost none of them might be original or unique, but the culmination and the collection, the aggregate of your ideas, the things we consume, your community and your ex- shared your experience, that's what is unique about you. So like who knows how many other producers are out there, huge Salvador Dali fans, like, like pulling that <laughs> element in there who also love plants, like those three things, we have a lot of producers, we have a lot of artists, we have a lot of plants, particularly those fucking ferns. I hear you. I hear you shit talking to me, ferns. But you have all of these things to get, but put those together. Like, how could that, that is so interesting. If your bio just says interested in Salvador Dali, ferns, and production, I would be like, I have to hear, I have to hear what that is about. That is fascinating. Um, is there, we need to hook her up with John Hong for yeah, her bio, for, for the bio. Yeah, we had a, we had a <laughs> a friend and like a professional bio writer uh, on the pod last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Now he made it. That's why. Like he made it. That's that's the job. Uh, that's amazing. Particular. So, like you said, you were kind of like this. You you seem like incredibly driven and fearless and curious. Like all the all the things that we kind of like need in an artist that kind of make these things happen. Are there other like family members around you or just other people you grow up with who are like you or are you like an anomaly? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I know. So my, my dad has always been an extremely hard worker. Um, And it's, you know, it's interesting because I've always seen him dream and go after really grandiose ideas, but always fail at the execution. And it's, it's, it's actually deeply tragic. And, you know, at this point, you know, like when, when we talk about things, like he's just so overly proud that I am, you know, achieving things that I want to achieve and whatnot, because he feels that he's kind of at, this point where maybe he can't anymore, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, really hard to hear, but all of growing up, it was like, no, I learned incredible discipline and diligence because, you know, we, we grew up on a, I grew up on a Christmas tree farm. So it's like, you're out there like, yeah. (laughs) Hard work and happiness. That's going to be really contrasting. (laughs) Like you're miserable to provide happiness, like working at Disneyland or something. (laughs) Yeah, it was, well, it was so, it was bizarre because there's also, there was a blueberry farm too next, next to that. So it was like, once I was done working at one, I'd go work at the other, but, um, like, 
But that was, again, that was another one of his like grandiose ideas. It was, oh, I'm going to provide financially to the family by starting this Christmas tree farm. But then he got laid off from his other job. And in that moment, he just had to go get another job. So he became a truck driver. And at that point, he couldn't keep up with the farm. So now all the trees are like overgrown, which is, you know, a whole nother thing. But like, I just learned like that you just you're relentless. If something doesn't work, you find another way. Like, and I absolutely picked that up from him. And but I've also made this promise to myself that it's like, no, we're going to see things through. Like, we're going to actually achieve these things because I have this gift of life right now. And like, there's no way in hell I'm not going to like run with it. So <laughs> that's a yeah. gem. That's a gem. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Michaela, because what what's interesting, I was listening to a podcast. This is literally how we start all of our anecdotes. Pretty much everything I'm ever going to say. I just, it could start with the clause. I heard in a podcast. <laughs> I heard in a podcast. No. So Amazing. is, is this, two famous rappers um, back in like the 90s. And they said something, because I, I, I listen to hip hop artists. I try to listen to all these interviews because I'm just trying to get myself to go. And the one thing they said is like, if you have a plan B, no matter how small, you will find a way to squeeze yourself through it. And so I think that's kind of what you're saying is like, you have to make your plan A work. You can't, even conceive of a plan B because you'll fit through that hole in some way, shape or form. Always. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's where you have that, that question of, you know, what, what is the alternative? Mm. You know? So for me, it's like, I constantly have to ask myself that, especially with music. It's like, you know, sure. I can, I can say all these things that I'm saying right now and like everything can sound like it's going really well, but what you're not seeing is also the days where I can't get out of bed (laughs) and I'm like totally in it and I'm questioning and doubting everything. But it's kind of then when I'm thinking like, okay, well, what's, what's the alternative? Like if I just throw my hands up and I say no more of this, what am I going to do? Okay. Well, sure. I could go back to school. Like I do enjoy like nutrition. I think like learning about that sort of stuff is really interesting. Like there's other things that I, you know, I'm interested in, but there would always be that lingering feeling of like, yeah, but there's this other thing that you, you love and that you care about. And like, I would, I would regret not continuing to push on because who knows, like, like they say, you know, right around the next corner could be something that changes everything, you know? The, I, I, I mean, I love that just like being able to be flexible and then still driving. So something like it's what, what I advise, I at least advise to like the listeners is maybe it's just a reframing thing in that you will find that plan B if you plan for it, if you're, you're planning for failure, you're not planning for success, but here's the thing. Plan A can change. You don't want plan B or C, but you can always and should change plan a because the end result is what you're going for that higher purpose like i want to contribute to this community like whatever it is whatever your your guiding light is but how you get there is going to change and for a lot of people who are inflexible of changing plan a that's also where they run into trouble oh i wanted to win this award by 30 oh i wanted to do something very special like start a podcast you know the highest form highest form of art but like your your plan is going to always change and so like you've also while having 
this force pulling you forward. You've been very flexible. Pandemic happens, streaming. You know, get stuck, new creative, drawing. There's something always right. pulling you forward. And that's another thing. Like, uh, could you just talk a little bit about like Oregon and like growing up there? Because we always hear it's such a fun, quirky <laughs> place that has rain. Uh, but like growing up, that's, that's all you need to know. Like, that's 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 like the stereotypical Oregon. Like, like, uh, but but for you, like growing up in like, uh, were you like in Eugene, Oregon, or outside Eugene, Oregon, or? So, um, if funny, funny story, actually, um, so bad snacks and I, we, so I drove up to Oregon recently and then we drove back down together. Mm -hmm. We stopped out at, at the old property that I used to live and she, to like see my family and everything. And she was just like, yeah, you always said that like you lived in the country, but I didn't realize you like lived in the country. <laughs> you don't grow trees on Broadway Street, Christmas trees on no, Broadway definitely Street. You gotta, not. you gotta get out. <laughs> yeah, definitely gravel road vibes for sure. Um, but mm. yeah, I mean, growing up there, it was definitely. I mean, it was pretty pretty secluded, just because. Again, we were outside of town. Um, I had my sister. We're we're best friends. Um, and I always went to like smaller schools I went to like a small Montessori school up through eighth grade. And then I went to like a little, a little high school. I always like to say the joke, you know, I ranked sixth in my class in high school (laughs) out of six people. (laughs) 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 Hey, hey, just leave that part out. That's not a lot. That's top 10 10 in my school. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like growing up, I feel like I had to pretty, you know, different experience than a lot of other people in my town. Um, yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, really based around the outdoors. Um, there was a state park in our, literally in our backyard, a river that ran in the Mount Pisgah. And so I would just ride my bike and over the bridge and just like go hang out on the mountain for a day. Like that was just, you know, so I don't know. It wasn't until I was 18 that I really started I don't know, like, I guess exploring the rest of the city. And I feel like that was actually kind of when I started developing the majority of my social skills was between 17 and 18. Cause I feel like all before that, I was just like kind of (laughs) confused. And then it was like, I actually started meeting other people. And, um, I think that's another part of it is, you know, really being in such a secluded lifestyle, but knowing that there was more out there made me so hungry that now it's like every day I'm like, you're telling me I'm in this. <laughs> like that's so sick. You know, <laughs> I can at least relate yeah. to that element. Just the idea of like knowing there's, there's something more just coming from where I grew up in North Carolina, mm. but like, that's fascinating. So that's probably almost better. Like I, I feel like I've talked to a number of like very successful, interesting creatives and they kind of grew up in some of that, they grew up in very contrasting things. Either they're like in the middle of New York City and they like experienced more than I have in my lifetime by like age eight. And they're like, you know, they're like, they're like a nine year old, like four feet tall, like taking the train, uh, right. swiping themselves in. Or they lived out like just secluded where they had time to be creative, to grow, to not have to deal with, you know, 300 middle schoolers beating them up. They got to like in- enjoy and be curious and then emerge into the world. Uh, so it's like, it is neat to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's interesting actually like kind of breaking it down with you guys because it's like, you know, I, I, I don't I don't talk about this a lot. 
and it's it's so interesting because like that was o- over half of my lifetime was spent in that world. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really wow. it's it's interesting. Yeah, I know it's kind of it's kind of weird weird to think about. But <laughs> one of the things yeah. we yeah we wanted to do with this iPod, Drew and I, when we were starting off, was to like interview people who weren't getting interviewed. Uh, mm-hmm which is like just the majority of the people in our age, you know, these next up and comings or just creative people who are doing interesting things, whether it's like whatever degree it is, how closely related it is to art, whatever it may be. But also just to really talk about like our our lives. Like I feel like I've like therapied my past more on this, in these conversations (laughs) uh, than I have read before. And like you, it's really neat here, you know, like just, learning about yourself just by expressing it like i don't know how many aha moments like at least for me that i've had just sitting there just like saying something and being like whoa interesting yeah. but i love I, that about I, the past. i resonate with that trevor the christmas tree I've, I've said some things to you that i've never said bro <laughs> yeah. so. said, said some things i will never say again <laughs> say again yeah <laughs> do you see yourself going back to Oregon or is is the career and the community what keeps you in LA or and like oh I lived that life now it's time to live somewhere else or is it you're trying to find a way to get back to to there um I mean I think I don't see myself leaving Los Angeles really anytime soon um the big thing is I mean ever since I was little this is where I wanted to be Um, I just, I've had that, you know, Hollywood dream, that whole, like, you know, (laughs) the first time I saw the sign in person, I wept. Like it took me, it took me multiple times of seeing the sign to finally stop crying whenever I see it. (laughs) So it's like kind of like a recent thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see myself going back to Oregon anytime soon, if at all. I feel like there's, if I was going to move somewhere else, I would love to go see somewhere new there's a lot that this world has to (laughs) offer um but yeah I don't know I mean the big thing was you know before I moved here it was kind of a toss-up between here or Portland for me um but my my mom actually she passed away and as soon as that happened that also solidified so much of this stuff like as soon as that happened I I kind of just realized I was like okay we're really not playing any games here like I have to go in 100 for whatever I want. And like, I knew that LA was the place deep down, you know? So um, I'm going to be here until I see a reason to not be here. And so traffic, traffic is, yeah, is, yeah. is, is <laughs> three hours on the, yeah, the four or five. Yeah. That's, that's very, that's very fair. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still loving it. A lot of my communities here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, <laughs> well, you're part of the faking yeah. fam now. Yep, the faking fam. Welcome, and we're 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 (laughs) super happy to have you be part of this. There is something in that too, with uh, like something I always try to remind myself, and I tell Drew is that just I in my life haven't experienced that much tragedy, which is like the average white male experience is just like (laughs) like we're just not exposed (laughs) to bad things, and so like the slightest inconvenience, you know, we start carrying tiki torches. Because uh, oh, Costco, no. Costco won't let us, you know, right. buy eight eight pounds of turkey meat. Um, <laughs> but without a mask, without a mask, and I just right. freak out. Ugh, freedom, oh, yeah. freedom, and, 
mildly inconvenienced. Oh, better, better sit in my truck and take a you know a self-facing video and rant about the Constitution. Uh, but anyways, now that's aside. Uh, but one of the things like I, I was trying to remind myself is that you don't have to wait for these moments of like either tragedy or enlightenment or the shock. Like it shouldn't. I, you know, like try. I, I try to. I I wouldn't say I'm quite there yet, but I try to encourage others. Like, you know, d- don't don't wait for the moment to to come to you. You can go ahead and be 100. percent You can go out there. It shouldn't take. Right. It shouldn't take a, a jump a jump starter. Just you know, use some imagination, but get in there and you know live live the life now because you know we don't know. We don't know when that opportunity and that choice is made for us. So, mm. yeah. and if not during think, a pandemic, when? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's it is it is tricky though because you know, unless you fall down, unless you like, yeah, unless you fall down, like you don't know what that would be like. You know, like as a kid, that's why you're crying so much because any slight tragedy, you've never experienced it before. So you're going to freak out at it. And, (laughs) (laughs) and that, you know, is, is the same, you know, at our age, it's like, unless you like Twitter really deeply know what's at stake. (laughs) Right. Um, It's half of Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like, I just, I don't, I don't, I think it's all, it's even harder to go in 100 at something if you don't have that push. And that's not to say that you shouldn't go in 100. You want, you absolutely should. Um, but I think, you know, at least for me, my life would have taken a very different course had I have not experienced that and gone through that like mental shift and everything. Um, even if someone had just told me, you know, like, it's it's hard to deeply internalize um kind of what's at stake if that makes sense do you journal i used to i don't anymore mm-hmm. yeah I've been i know i about should but i hate it. that word yeah. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is right yeah yeah journaling it works for it works for a lot of people you see the reason why i ask is like you seem like a an extraordinarily self-aware person which is so rare, but it's like one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself is just to pay attention to yourself. Just pay attention to how you're feeling, really analyze it. Uh, and because a lot of times we make all these emotional decisions about our lives without any logical input. And it's just because we're letting our emotions run us because we're not paying attention. Um, to, yeah. And to some degree, like talk about this, or like for maybe me and Drew, like this podcast is is journaling and your stream in in some regards is is journaling you're interacting you're talking mm-hmm. about it you know you're on there for hours a week what are you gonna do but be yourself and particularly when they take away djing so you're gonna have a lot of time you're gonna have a lot of it's gonna be a lot of journaling that's what you should do. you got to set up your deck and you're sitting there but you're just like telling stories about your life <laughs> it's just decoration yeah decoration that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Well, yeah. I mean, this we've we've been talking for like an hour and fifteen minutes, girl. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't look at the clock at all. I no, sure. I mean it's it's been we the in my logic project we show the we show the time, but we I wanted to give this time to open the the carpet for you and how people can interact with you on the internet, how they can find you. Where do you want people to interact with you on the internet? Yeah, absolutely. Um. I would love it if people are into the streaming realm. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Dear Evergreen. Um, you can also find me on pretty much all other platforms at Dear Evergreen underscore. Um, yeah, I'm also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all the platforms. Um, so you can definitely listen to my music there. You can also find my copyright royalty-free acapellas over on Patreon. If you yourself are a producer and you need some vocals for stuff, tiers start at $4 over there. So, and there's over 30 of them up right now. Um, wow. But yeah, that's a, yeah. If you guys, if you guys have enjoyed this, feel free to, uh, they Go have. support her, guys. Go support her. She's <laughs> dope. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah. Like, this was an incredibly insightful conversation. Mm. I'm yeah. really inspired. <laughs> uh, Honestly, me too. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, it's really our nice pleasure. You know what? <laughs> I mean, till next time. And hopefully, yes. it'll be in person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you want to come back? We got to bring you back. Yeah, Let's dude. bring you back. Yes. I miss, it. I miss yeah. you. I miss you all. And it was so yeah. nice to, to, to meet you digitally. And um, so links in the descriptions, everyone. And you've got a show this Friday and this Saturday. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so check that out. So we'll, we'll have this all posted up for y'all. And all of the links will also be in the description and through our link tree. Uh, you all know where it is. But uh, thanks again for coming on. And, you know, till next time, stay safe. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Okay, bye, everyone. <laughs>